The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Israeli army says 24 of its soldiers were killed in Gaza yesterday, making it the deadliest day for Israeli forces since the start of their ground operation. Meanwhile, following airstrikes on the Houthis in Yemen, the UK Foreign Secretary David Cameron said that Britain and the US want to send the clearest possible message that their words will be backed by action. We're joined by Scott Lucas, Professor and Political Analyst at the Clinton Institute at University College Dublin. Uh, Scott, good morning. Very good morning to you, Pat. Um, Let's talk about the uh, US-UK operation against the Houthis in uh, Yemen. This is a a country that has been involved in uh, a war for a long time. It's a populous country, uh, something between 35 and 40 million people. It's a very poor country. So what's going on there? Well, Pat, Yemen is almost a case of of the conflict that the world hadn't noticed for years until recent weeks. Uh, As you noted, it's a densely populated uh, country on the Arabian Peninsula, relatively small country, but with up to 40 million people. And as you mentioned as well, one of the poorest places on earth. Uh, Now, back around 2011, when there was the whole rising of peoples to try to get rights, to try to get political space across the Middle East and North Africa, that happened in Yemen as well. And we had hope for a while that it would lead to a, a government that represented everyone but it soon descended into civil war. Uh, and one of the groups involved in that civil war are called the Houthis, formerly known as Ansar Allah. Uh, they are a Shiite group, um, but this is a war not really being fought on religious grounds. They just wanted to extend their power, uh, took control of the capital and much of Yemen by 2015. And that war has dragged on with deadly consequences. Although in recent months, um, there had been sort of a uh, an unstable, as it were, ceasefire uh, between uh, the Houthis, between the Yemeni government, and between the supporters of the Yemeni government, which includes Saudi Arabia and the UAE, other Gulf states. Uh, the Israel-Gaza mass killings unsettled that. Uh, it unsettled that because groups have been trying to take advantage of that violence elsewhere. And for the Houthis, who are backed by Iran, who are given political support and, yes, major military support by Iran, uh, it gave them the pretext to attack shipping in the Red Sea. Uh, The Red Sea uh, is important because 12% of the world's trade goes through that area. And between 50 and 80% of container ships have diverted because of the attacks uh, to go around the Cape of Good Hope, uh, the southern tip of Africa, And when they do so, it costs them up to a million dollars per journey. It significantly increases the time in which they deliver goods. And that means at the end of the day, there's damage to the international economy. Uh, Goods are more expensive, uh, takes much longer time to get important supplies. And we feel the effects of that even when we're far away in places like Ireland. Now, for the Houthis uh, to attack shipping and bring the wrath of the United States and the UK down uh, upon themselves, you have to ask, you know, obviously a gesture of solidarity with the Palestinians against Israel, but what's really in it for them? They establish legitimacy, Pat. I mean, one of the secrets of what goes on, whether you're talking about uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon, whether you're talking about the various groups who have been fighting for years in Syria, uh, whether you talk about the Houthis, uh, whether you talk about militias in Iraq, 
is that they they claim a type of legitimacy um, even amidst all the economic problems, even amidst all the damage that is occurring in their countries by saying, we're striking out at the really bad people. We're striking out at the West. We're striking at the Americans. We're striking at the Europeans. And we're striking at the Israelis. And of course, that message is not just one that the Houthis try to get for legitimacy. It's one that the Iranian regime, who support them, try to get for legitimacy. Um, the Houthis you know, have not been able to take over all of Yemen. Uh, you instead, you've got millions of people who live in dire conditions there, so they can't claim a great success story there. Similarly, the Iranian regime, uh, after years of conflict, after years of trying to suppress protest, is in very serious internal difficulties at this point, both economically and socially. So what do you do? You try to point elsewhere. And pointing elsewhere in this case has consequences because the elsewhere happens to be ships, some of which are linked to the Israelis, but many of which are linked to Western firms. So these airstrikes, I mean, there has been at this point a series of airstrikes. Uh, they claim, I think, in the most recent that they hit uh, arms dumps where uh, rocketry was held and other munitions. Um, presumably, I mean, the Houthis are in an unenviable position because with the, all the surveillance technology that the West has, they can do incredible damage and pinpoint that, although inevitably there will be ordinary people who'll die. Yeah, I think there were 18 strikes overnight by U.S. and U.K. Uh, forces, Pat, and, and they are targeting, as you mentioned, the sources of those rockets and missiles and drones that are being used to attack the shipping. But if at any point, and this does happen, if civilians are killed in these strikes, look for the Houthis to play this up as part of their, you know, their idea of getting legitimacy by being the victim here by being the one who is oppressed. And of course, even if there aren't civilian victims, they will still play that up. They, they will play this up, not that we're being attacked because they're, we're the ones who started this, attacking Red Sea shipping, but we're the ones who are being attacked because we're trying to represent you and, and we're the ones who are standing up to the West. It's, it's a similar version, a similar take on what Hamas claims. Uh, it's a similar take on what Hezbollah claims. And of course, to bring it all back around to, to what kicks this off, as long as Israel continues its open-ended war in Gaza with the killings on a day-to-day -day basis, Hamas, the Houthis, and Hezbollah will have a way to claim this legitimacy through being the, uh, the resistors, the resistors of violence. Now, I mentioned that the Israelis had suffered uh, losses of uh, 24 in one day, the largest loss since the ground operation began, uh, 21 of them at a particular location where they were about to demolish uh, some buildings using explosives when they were hit by a rocket attack, which in turn ignited the munitions and uh, 21 were killed. It, it's a national day of mourning, I think, in Israel for those lives lost. But they still, in number, although terribly sad for the families, they pale into insignificance compared to the losses on the Palestinian side. Now, just to give the update, on October 7th, uh, Hamas killed more than a thousand people, most of them civilians. Um, since October 7th, waging its campaign in Gaza, Israel has lost 219 troops. Since October 7th, almost 25,500 people in Gaza have been killed, uh, the large majority of them civilians. Uh, and that's what I mean by an open-ended war. Uh, you know, the, what Benjamin Netanyahu immediately said, uh, because, of course, these 21 deaths, some people will blame them on his government, on his war cabinet, on his 
ongoing campaign in Gaza, he said, we will continue until we get absolute victory. And absolute victory, of course, means, in effect, no ceasefires, no humanitarian aid to Gaza, no end to the operations. And so, yes, more Israeli soldiers will die and a lot more, a lot more civilians, as well as fighters in Gaza will die as well. Scott Lucas, Professor and Political Analyst at the Clinton Institute at University College Dublin. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.